Welcome back. Welcome in to the Lions Share Podcast. The Vikings are who we thought they were. They're frauds. Ish. They're ish. And to quote myself, I said they were ripe for the taking. And boy, were they ever today. Lions win at 34 to 23 by 11. I called it by 10. No, no shame in calling that out right there. Um, verbal meme time. Look, look at me. I'm the captain of this ship now. That's what the Lions said to the Vikings on that ship. This is what it's all about, shareholders. A comfy-ish win. Lions never trailed in the game. This is what we were talking about. Lions are giving us hope. Maybe, just maybe, this is the start of something great. We said, no more same old Lions. And to quote the Pat McAfee show, brand new Lions? And to quote my father, one more quote. We're full of them today. They are playing like a real team. Isn't that right, Andrew? Yeah, I, personally, I prefer the new look Lions, but Mitch, how are we coming on the shirts? Uh, I've got my best guys working on it, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit. We'll get there. Total Esports working on that for you? Yeah, I gotta I gotta pull some people out of retirement to get this done. Uh, they got a new location, huh? I saw it when I was, I saw it when I was rolling through MFU. Um, anyways, um, I Quick was gonna plug. bring in I was gonna bring in Mitch Andrew before you just jump the boat on that one um i was gonna say this episode's feeling a little dry time to bring back mitch and then have him you know swoop right in save us from the um save us from the the train wreck that this has already been if if you could only hear what has happened pre-show um but yeah mitch thank you for being back undoubtedly you're the favorite because that was a top three episode all time that you were on last week uh hopefully there's no drop off if needed i can start doing like a little Chris Collinsworth slide in Collinsworth. Yeah. We'll do a little Ooh. Collinsworth slide in. I'm just here yeah. to help honored, honored to be a part of the show again. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. I, I, I was at work today working a commencement for the school of nursing. So I had these guys, um, fill in the gaps for me. I rewatched the game. I let it be known. I rewatched the game. Um, and a fun one today, boys. This is going to be a fun episode and this was a fun day for the lions and, and lions shareholders and fans alike. Um, I wore a blue polo in support at work while this is going on. So I caught some of the first half um, and almost none of the second half. I had to rewatch it and uh, was pleasantly surprised at what I was seeing. I felt like the Lions could easily win this game. Uh, we talked about it. The, the The Vikings were due to be humbled um, over the over the course of this season. They, it, this was coming for them, and the Lions got them on, the, on a good day. Uh, Lions, not a clean victory, but uh, a clean day, but... Uh, they got it done, and um, that's what we're talking about. Another complete game. And like I said, they were ahead the entire game. Ooh, all right. Let me. I need opinions on this one. Was this the win of the year? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I would say the win of the year is yet to come. I, I think the win of the year. Whew, you want to hope it's the Packers when uh, when they win out here to end the year. If they don't win out, though, safe bet. I'm going to go back to the, not the Jaguars game, but the Giants game. The, fir- the first game that uh, Dan really kind of took the leap. Yeah, I, I would agree. I was I was honestly, that my gut reaction was the Jags game. I, I Maybe recency bias, but that felt like 
the first game where it was like, okay, they belong. Started, they were starting to kind of get the, hey, they're hot, but that Jags game was like, okay, this is a for real team. But I like I like what Andrew said. The, the win of the year is yet to come. Uh, yes, always looking forward. That's a very Tom Brady-esque mindset that you have going there. I like it. Always looking towards the next one. Um, got the Jets next week. That maybe that maybe that's the game of the year. Maybe that's what we're talking about um, as they go down the stretch. On uh, the next half of the of the fives, <clears throat> Andrew, what was the call? Three of five, right? Three of five. Uh, the strive for uh, I don't know. Uh, I got well, nothing on that. That's a whip, I'm still man. work still work shopping. You know, I got till Wednesday to work that out. I was on my list. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'll take the three of five. Three of five puts us at what do we say? Uh, eight wins, which is yeah. just a beauty of a place to be at. Um, and I mean, I I, just, I don't know about you guys. I think the playoffs are just a little too far out of stretch, and uh, too many things have to happen to get in. We'll get to we'll get to the playoff percentages, which are um they are improving with a couple help from other teams out there. And uh, we'll talk about that in a minute minute once we break down this game um yeah so let's talk about um baseline stats here uh i I, lions won the time of possession which is always a key for us right lions won that 32 to 28 they won the turnover battle two to nothing they stopped the uh they stopped the run that was my big poe point of emphasis this week was we know the weapons they have on offense in the air justin jefferson went off today um so you're never gonna you're never gonna stop the the passing attack with Kirk Cousins in the the company but I I had a sneaky point of emphasis in that they needed to stop the run and just cover their ground as best they could on in in the past so held the Vikings to only 22 yards rushing you can't ask for better than that I swear they're listening to me on my my POEs um 66,000 plus strong in the den today saw lots of people I knew there through Instagram and Snapchat so love to see that love to see the Everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid, uh, the blue Kool-Aid, that is, of course. And uh, I love seeing Kirk Cousins look confused. He had his, he covered his, his whittle ears lots and lots of times today. So the loud den, um, nail polish, don't drink that. That's not, we don't want to have a situation here. Um, so we got it. <laughs> that's, when we were, that's when we were uh, sitting at one win and now six and seven. Crazy to think how far things have come. Um, yeah, I don't know why. It's just funny to me to watch Kirk Cousins cover his ear holes, uh, like the ear holes in his helmet. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I don't see any other quarterback do it the way he does it. It's so aggressive. It's like uh, it reminds me of the sixth sense when he doesn't want to see or hear any ghost. And he just goes full fetal position, stuttering Stanley. Mitch. It's a little, it's a little aggressive. Yeah, it's aggressive. Yeah. I, I had the same, a similar note to you though. It's like they flipped what they did the first game. Cook had like a hundred yards and a touchdown, and Jefferson had his career low, and then Cook did nothing today, and Jefferson did it literally everything. Yeah, Justin Jefferson, a career day. Let's talk about the stats real quick. Um, Jefferson, eleven catches for two hundred and twenty-three yards. Probably could add more if they didn't call him out of bounds on that late. Um, fourth quarter pass um, Yikes. yeah one one going in the Lions favor so we love to see that uh, it doesn't always happen that way um, Dalvin Cook as you said um, uh, not a good day for him plus he added the fumble so uh, and uh, at, a, at a crucial point in the game big time Hawkinson also had a fumble uh, nice return to Detroit loser revenge game 
failure uh, for him. And did uh, anybody uh, happen to see? Uh, did uh, what record did Justin Jefferson break for? Like it was a Vikings record, I think. All of them. Yeah. Did, it, did you see see that today? I know it was a personal best for him. Okay, they just—I thought they flashed up like a Vikings receiving record. Like Randy Moss has got to have that, right? Brought up a um, oh they oh this is so bad. I'm so I got embarrassed. Very, it's not not Randy Moss. Who's the other all time? Chris great? Carter. Chris Carter. Yeah, they brought up this like they broke. It was Chris Carter's record, and he broke it. I don't know what it was though. I got very worried. They started flashing those stats, and I'm like, that this is the game you gotta win when he does this. You can't you can't lose and let him break these stats. Like th- that's just one of those things not going away. Uh, 100% echo that statement. I'm gonna jump ahead to what I was gonna put at my reflection point uh, uh, after we talk about the whole game, but um, because you brought it up, I've got to say it here. Lions are winning some games where they don't play perfect. Uh, we talked about it in the Bears game when the Bear- Bears game was ugly, but they found a way to win that um, similar fashion today, but uh, played better today for sure. Um, gave up a ton of yards, lost the penalty battle, and missed a field goal. How many times have we seen this from the Lions where they lose games because of uh, missed extra points, missed field goals, and we think, boy, it would have been nice to have those points at the end of the game when when they're down three or, or whatever the differential is. Um, and and you're right. Um, it, it just feels like these are the games that the Lions needed to prove to us and to the shareholders alike. It's different this time. I don't know about you fellas, but when they started getting some of those crazy penalties and when Okuda went on his uh, bad boy, mad boy stretch there, um, I started getting very worried. Like, oh, this is the kind of game where we're going to get hosed late. I, I mean, like, I, I will... I don't know. We'll get to it We're... with the Sewell catch, but I could see that going the other way. Just like oh, yeah. those oh. things just coming back to bite us. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. It always, I it, would it, say it, another sneaky stat, undefeated in locker room speeches, Dan Campbell. And he said basically what you're saying, Ben. Like, we, we didn't play a perfect game. We we had some we have some things to clean up, but we won. And I think, I mean, that's basically what exactly what you're saying is. Yeah. They don't win yeah. these games historically. Yeah. This is no. these are the games that they always lose. So, yeah, it just it just feels different. The Kool Aid. I I don't know if I'm I'm trying not to like get ahead of myself, but it feels like I'm shotgunning the Kool Aid. There it is. <laughs> spike it, spike it with whatever your your go to liqueur is, um, and and drink it down on a, on a Sunday or any day of the week. Maybe maybe every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Um, but yeah, if you look at just the stats, if I cover up my screen and cover up this final score, I don't know who I think would win this game. Obviously, Kirk Cousins, 31 of 41 for 425 yards. That's a that's a day for him. Obviously, Jeff, Jefferson, 223 yards receiving. That's a day. Dalvin Cook, 23 yards. Not a good day. Um, Jared Goff on the other side of the screen, 27 of 39 for 330 yards, three touchdowns. No interceptions. Once again, Mr. Serviceable is clean in the interception department, and he was not sacked once today. Kirk Cousins was sacked three times, and Dalvin Cook, they consider that a sack too because he was going to throw a ball. So technically four sacks on the day for the Lions D. Um, a strip sack? <clears throat> they called it a strip sack. That's why Dan said that in, in the post game. Yeah, it's a sneaky. So that was bug sack. That makes sense. I was looking at the stats, and I was like, that seems odd, but all right. No. It, it doesn't make sense, but because they were considering him, I guess, dropping back to pass um, on the jump pass that, that failed. Uh, so it's technically a strip sack. Yeah, so 
that's where the fourth sack comes in. Uh, Goff was had a had a rating of 120, and Cousins had a rating of 124. Um, on the ground game, the Lions had 134 yards rushing to Minnesota's 22, receiving 330 yards and uh, to, to Minnesota's 425. And uh, in the rushing department, Jamal um, had led the key, led the team in carries with 16 for 37, but C.J. Moore, uh, sneaky guy, leads the team in rushing with only one carry. So. Um, combined between Swift, Williams, Moore, Jackson, Goff, and Amon St. Brown, they had 134 yards in the receiving department. Chark, another good day for him. Love to see that. He's actually coming around now, back-to-back games. Six catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown. Amon Mr. Consistent, Mr. Third, third down. Six catches, 68 yards. Just a consistent six-plus catches for him every week, it seems. Reynolds That's added so five. to you. Five and fifty-one yards. Yeah, Sun God. Yeah, uh, as he should be adjourned or adorned. I don't even know what word I'm thinking of. Uh, I'm just gonna keep moving. Five catches for for Reynolds and fifty-one yards and a touchdown. Jamison Williams finally, Mister Debut uh, last week uh, gets his hands on a catch this week. One catch, forty-one yards and a touchdown. Khalif Raymond added two catches and uh, he was also pretty good in in the return department. I'll add there. Um, moving right along here to defense, and then we'll talk about this. Anzalone, of course, how could you forget him? Nine catch or uh, nine catches, nine tackles on the day, six of them solo, um, and one pass defended. And Mike Hughes had seven tackles and two TFLs, tackles for tackle for loss. Jerry Jacobs, seven tackles, one TFL, and one sack. Malcolm Rodriguez, five tackles, one TFL. Aiden Hutchinson, two tackles. Two TFLs and a sack, although probably could have had two there in that department. James uh, James Houston added a sack as well um, for a total of seven, seven tackles for loss and four sacks for the Lions. Um, and uh, Badgley obviously missed one field goal, but was two for three, made a 48-yarder to, uh, to seal the game late. Um, game. Andrew, you get a uh, Lions Super Bowl this year. You get a Sun God tattoo. Ooh, that's a good bet. Is that is that all you want? I mean, I feel like just one. Do tattoo. Me to, well, I can make demands, more demands. If, if yeah, that's what you, you can you, you can keep tapping into it. Yeah, uh, Lions Super Bowl. Um, I'll just get something. Okay, well, all right, well, hot, Lions playoffs. Sun God tattoo. Ooh, left, left now cheap. that's crazy. Jeez, now my body is not for sale. It's nearly unsculpted at this point in time. Um, needlework doesn't really agree with me. Maybe <laughs> a henna. Maybe with it for the first playoff win, I'll get a henna. You give me a Super Bowl, I'll get a Sun God tattoo, though. You heard it heard first here. here, folks. I'm Tommy. Make a mark in this episode for that, um, and make it a big gold one because we're gonna need to really go back to that. Um, I'm going to need you to take me on a cruise. I firmly believe you only get a henna on a cruise. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a very travel-esque thing to do. Anyways. Talking about the team stats real quick, and then we'll talk about it. 23 first downs for the Vikings. 23 for the Lions, so mirror images. And 18 of them were passing for both teams. Um, third down efficiency, Vikings 4 of 10. Lions 7 of 15. Fourth down. Each team was 1 for 2. Lions ran 69 plays. Nice. Vikings ran 62. And uh, Lions had 464 yards to the Vikings 416. 
Um, yards per play, 6.7 uh, for both teams. So another mirror image. Um, and uh, yeah, time of possession penalties. Vikings had three for 25 and the Lions had seven for 51. Um, Lions were two for two in the red zone. Vikings were two for four in the red zone. And uh, obviously won the turnover battle one time of possession. So uh, all in all. Seven penalties for 51 yards. But quick note on what like the, the time that those first five penalties came felt like it was in the first five minutes of the game. And it felt like we kind of talked about this. Felt like it was going to get away from them very, oh, very nice early. Battle. Yes. Like very early. It thought it felt like. Oh my God, this is one of those games. Don't get into a battle with the refs as well. Like, just keep your head. And then you saw they pulled Okuda. And then, of course, they scored. But, like, he, I mean, he gave up those two back to back. It's like, all right, like, somebody let this guy cool off. That, he is steaming. That one was so garbage, though. It, it was so weak. He, like, that's what was incatchable. Yeah, it was weak. That's okay though. He had a tummy. He had a tummy ache this week. We can't, we can't be. We can't be that hard on him. He had a tummy ache. Yeah, hey, COVID's a real thing, man. Is, Is that, that what it was? was? I mean, it could have been. Do you want to take a chance? Oh, could have been. Could you want to take a chance? Did you just put it? Make a play on Okuda? Hell yeah! Okuda, 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 Ben. <laughs> Come on in. The puns are always open. 24 7 here on lion's share that's about all we're good for except on mondays sundays and wednesdays <laughs> nice <laughs> where did you get mondays oh well we got another game room oh because they're recording yeah. yeah i'm new here you are and the shows <laughs> yes exactly thank you for taking the words out of my mouth um i'm gonna talk about the offense for a little bit and then we can discuss uh big plays today how about that yeah, like, yeah, yeah, big plays today. Love to see Jamal at the goal line, but uh, it's great to see some long throw touchdowns for for once. This is this is nice to see. This is refreshing. Um, Goff actually going vertical. Ben Johnson opened up the playbook a little bit. Love that. Um, and I talked about it. No sacks for Goff today. Offensive line. Love that from that, them again. They had a few a holding credit penalties. To Goff too. Sorry, Ben. A credit yeah. to Goff because. He like a couple of sacks that the Vikings should have had that. Oh yeah. It's still not pretty to watch when he gets outside of the pocket, but there was the one he threw it away, just a great play. And then this, yeah, the flick was, yeah, he Goff's doing well. That's, that's usually my biggest bugaboo with mm-hmm. Goff is last year, especially his pocket presence was horrible. Um, seems like the last few weeks it's been, it's been very solid. Well, in the in the off season, they changed the way he lines up, right? He was like left foot forward last year, and now he's right foot forward or something. It's when it, he's in the gun, which is almost always. Um, and I, I I've got to imagine the footwork was a big point of emphasis for him in the off season, and clearly that's paying dividend dividends now. I don't. I, did you guys like the flip to Brock? Right, that was my like. I liked his scramble. I liked his buy, buy time, and he didn't. He made it so he didn't have to flip his hips this time. But the flip to Brock, right? That was the only one where it was like, Brock, like, what the hell do you think he was going to do? Run? Yeah, I just right. don't think they're ready for it. That's like a, I, and I don't say this to like make the comparison, but that's like something that if you're on the Chiefs, you're always expecting Mahal. the ball. Yeah. You're, but like, yeah. For golf, it's like as soon as his legs start moving, it's like, oh, God, I hope someone doesn't break him in half when they tackle him. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Very true. Yep. Exactly. He's uh, what you call the giraffe, right? 
He looks like a baby giraffe. Yeah. Baby giraffe. I'm sorry. Thanks for the clarifying. Um, uh, aside from that on offense, I just thought they ran the ball really well. I know uh, 134 yards isn't something crazy to write home about, but uh, a, a team effort running the ball today, and that's huge when you've got the weapons they do through the air to just relieve some of that pressure and, and to be have a little bit of a balanced attack um, and not go, you know, pass the ball all day long we've seen the Lions offense try to be a pass only offense and that was never pretty um so yeah that's kind of all I had for the offense you guys have anything Andrew for the offense no I like like I said the biggest thing was those stupid penalties I thought Sewell was gonna get one to close the game out um I know we'll get to all the scores and everything but did anybody else kind of want uh, Jackson's touchdown to be called down at the inch line for just so they Jamal could feed Jamal. To... Yeah. <laughs> no, I was happy for Jackson. He deserved that. Okay, fair. But I just wanted Jamal to just keep tacking him on. Yo, for the <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I haven't checked the records, but is Jamal still number one in in rushing touchdowns? I haven't looked. He's got to be. I I think he is. He he built yeah, a I pretty thought... hefty lead. You know, honestly, I I feel like I pick on Swift a lot, especially calling in last week it's just it's just that same stuff that bothers me i think it's back to like you guys talked a lot about the flashes as a team you see swift sometimes with the ball and you're like oh that's how good he is but i I think my issue is he's always looking for the home run you just go get what's there man like you don't have to do that home run stuff every time i also i don't want to use the c word but he's a bit of a coward he's a bit of a coward that that first That first pass where Goff throws it to him, it's like, dude, you're a running back. You're the check down. You got it. So he he put that juke move on before the ball even got there almost, and he dropped it. It's like, dude, yeah. that's what you're there for. So, I don't know. Some of the same stuff with Swift, but other than that, yeah. I don't, and Char's playing really well, and I don't know if that's the JMO effect. It's like, oh, damn, now, we, now these guys have two burners that can just get you deep. So, they look good. They look really good. Yeah, Char, they – all season we've been asking where he's at and you know he had he had some small appearances but nothing like the last two weeks that we've seen out of him and 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 you're right Jameson Williams being in the lineup too is there's just so many options it's like I'm around St. Brown had a good day with six catches for 68 but it's almost a quiet day because there's it's just there's so many so many things to talk about on this offense and uh, far be it for me to be um you know declaring one of these guys the top receiver but uh, it's a it's an open book in in the wide receivers room, yeah. Uh, right, and I like what they do with him out of the backfield too. And now you can make the case why Kennedy didn't make the team before because this is what the receiver room looked like. But or injuries aside, he should be there when there when there are the injuries. Uh, but no, no Kennedy. I as much as I want him. I miss I miss big play TK man. We crowned him. You gotta that. believe they could get him a roster spot for like just put him on special teams. Uh, Khalif Raymond's too like Khalif Raymond's pretty solid in in that. So I it's it's tough. Well, like, not to return things. Oh no 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 no. I, I, but like I mean you Khalif Raymond like you could probably swap him for 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 Kennedy. But he's he's he makes a few plays too, and I think you got to give him the bump over Kennedy. So it's like you start going down the list, and it's just it's just tough. It's tough to find room for that guy. Yeah, where do you go? 
Yeah, Reynolds was bad. Reynolds like has been in and out of the lineup this year too, and like then he comes back this week, five catches, fifty-one, and a touchdown. Yeah, like it, it's tough. It's, it's tough. Impressive snag too. Again, I know you'll do the play-by-play, but yeah. his that was yeah. an impressive snag on that touchdown. It was Randall L. Man has got these guys in the in the wide receiver core looking good, and and shout out to Deuce Daly for the running backs as well. I I love both of those guys equally. I love Deuce probably a little bit more. Um, That's my boy right knocks. there. Well, no, I, no, I'm not going to tell this story again. But I used to play. Deuce Daly used to play for the Eagles, and I used to play as the Eagles all the time in in Madden in NFL 2K. And so Deuce Daly was like my guy. He was like rated 38 overall, third string running back, <laughs> behind Brian Brian Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Westbrook was a dog. Yes, he We're was. Way that, off track if we start talking oh, about man. that. Oh man, you want to talk about dogs, dog. dude? Brian Dawkins on that team as well. That's on the other side of the ball. Woo. Speaking of defense, and Brian Dawkins uh, held Minnesota Anzalone. to their their. Uh, we'll get to Mister Anza. Uh, held Minnesota to their average points. They averaged about twenty three point eight, and we held them to twenty three today. Um, so a bend don't break defense, um, kind of once again by giving up four hundred plus, but uh, twenty three points to show for it. That's good to see. Stop the run. Mike Hughes, Hutchinson, Okuda, Anzalone, Rodrigo, Jacobs. All those guys were involved in the in the in the run stop and uh, four sacks. As I said, point of emphasis for Mitch. You shouted that out at halftime. You said we need to get some pressure. We need to get into Cousins' lap more, 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 more. And uh, they did that. Um, three on three on Cousins and one on um, uh, Cook. Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I feel like there he's yeah every week he's just progressing more and more. We you know I know in the first couple games where people were kind of calling him out like uh not saying bust but people were saying where's this guy from michigan um you know he was just kind of quiet and he had the that charlie horse early in the year and it seems like he's fully unleashed now you hope yeah don't don't jinx it knock on wood here with the old charlie horse that scared me early on hopefully the reason he doesn't do the billy jean celebration now uh, but he he kind of had himself a quiet day, uh, but uh, quiet but effective, I'd say. And, you know, I don't really have much more to say other than, you know, next week against the Jets is the prove it for defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, him versus quiet stat sheet day because I think he started to fly like I he they started to get to Cousins. And that's why I said that, like, it, he just had way too much time. And I think when you put pressure on Cousins, he becomes primetime Kirk Cousins. And I think they started to get there, and you you could feel it a little bit. It felt like Cousins knew Hutch was coming. He, you know, good, decent stat sheet day, but I think just him being on the field started to have the effect that the Lions thought it would have when they drafted him. Hutch and Kaminsky there coming in on him. Yeah, Kaminsky. Kaminsky's an underrated player as well. Um, and James popped Houston. him one time really good and, and right like right in the hip. I was like, ooh, that felt that looked like it had to hurt a little bit. <laughs> yeah, shout out Kaminsky too for not going too low. I don't know if we're talking about the same play, but the the one where he hits him like and doesn't doesn't get the penalty on on a low low hit to the quarterback it was perfect form for him. Um let's talk about the seatbelt squad for a little bit. Not a great day from the secondary, that's for sure. Um got torched mm-hmm. by Jefferson. Um just just uh, got cooked uh, on many aspects. Hughes, uh, Mike Hughes, and Anawarie, um filling in for Okuda at times. Just um, been waiting for you to say that for about 
three hours now. Yeah, it's not good. In there, so the secondary is a problem. Yeah, it needs to be addressed in the off season uh, in the draft uh, for Who do sure. You guys, so yeah, so I guess I know uh, Ben. You don't like when you don't like when we have fun on this podcast, but I think you can Tommy's build this Kirby time. Joseph. I think is proven it. Okuda's proven it. Um, Tracy Walker when he comes back, there's just no depth. There's but Jerry there's Jacobs, no depth. Jerry Jacobs, would... even Jerry Jacobs is he's susceptible for like a, a to get burned. But Oruwariye is so bad. He's so bad. He can't he can't leave the doors soon enough for me. Yeah, he's got to go. He he has usurped Anzalone as needs to needs to be off the team now. Yes. Yeah. It's bad. Uh, Amani's the top, the top for me. Yeah, he's really really bad. Yeah, I I like to have fun on this podcast. Let's let that be known. I don't want that's that hot take out there for the world. Tommy edit that out. Who? <laughs> Tommy's got a lot of work to do with this three-man crew now. This is a whole new ball game for me. We have to start paying him now. Um get yeah. fucked. Andrew, Andrew I, was, uh, I was just gonna say he's got enough on his plate just to bleep out every time every time Andrew drops an F5. <laughs> didn't start happening until you got here. It's just a little different when you're sucking out of a straw when you do that. Um Andrew, anything you have to say about your favorite seatbelt squad? I I don't know. The boys had a rough week, but who's just I mean Justin Jefferson two times a year, and you held you held him to the the lowest of his career the first time around. I, I mean, well, I, I, yeah, yeah, this... <clears throat> but let's take it easy, buddy. I mean, giving him some credit. That's all I gotta say. 115 yards per, I think, if you do do that. Yeah, math, that's it's, a it's... fair point. Today hurt though. Today was oh. pretty bad. But again, I think you can put how many of those yards on. Oruwariye, because he, mm-hmm. it's not good. No, and we said it at the top, but like if you looked at Justin Jefferson's stat line in all the other years as Lions fans, you would have called that a, a loss, ninety nine out of a hundred times probably. Lions just, yeah, he really did in <laughs> in in Calvin's old home too. That's how that feels. That sucks. That's not fun. No, no, we used to have a guy like that. Oh. Um, Jared, what was Jer- his name? Um, uh, rhymed with Dalvin. Roy Williams. Um, <laughs> Charles. First down. Charles Rogers. Oh. Yikes! Now we're now we're getting back there. <laughs> Isn't he? Oh, never mind. Not gonna say it. Um, how about uh Jared Davis? Gerard Davis back on this team. I feel like he's been Did on. You guys and know that? So many. I, no. I had no I idea he- until today. I knew he was on the team. Then he got cut during hard knocks. Then he was on a practice squad. Then they bumped him then up. Then he got called up. Yep. And then, that was the last I heard of him. And then I thought he went back down. I thought he did too. And then he was back today. Uh, I don't know, but I doing his yeah. normal Davis shit. I used to. He used to drive me absolutely crazy. He mm-hmm. he has no lateral movement. He's just north and south, full speed. I I don't think I ever saw him make an open field tackle. He just run full speed, stick his arms out, and hope for the best. You're do, so right. I do think he looks a little bit, little bit better under a Dan Campbell, Aaron Glenn defense than he did a Matt Patricia defense. 
True, but when they got him, he was touted as the next Ray Lewis. That's what they oh, said about okay. him at his first training camp. He was supposed to be good. He was supposed to be really good. I was excited. But I was excited when they drafted him, because uh, again, if you when you lock down the middle of the field, it like it does so much for your defense. And I thought I was hoping that would be him. Yeah. No, just turns out he yeah. was a sack yeah. of shit. You're Florida Gator, right? Stud. You know who else was a Florida Gator? Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> Factually correct. Um, Anzalone was also a Gator. Do you always want me to talk about Anzalone? No, I'll do it nope. if it gets you guys off. No, it's okay. No. I can do it. If if no. it, if grab the wet floor signs for these guys, I'm about to talk to about Anzalone. The Breeze could do that. <laughs> Brady Breeze? Uh, are you talking about Brady Breeze on the Lions? No, no, We're, especially not Brady today. Good lord, he's playing well. We Anzalone really is playing well. I like I, I yeah. again put it in my notes because I knew it was going to come up, but I, he's doing a good job. They kind of have a good combo. Uh, Rodrigo's just a run stopper. When they went for that that early fourth down. And they had, I think it was a pulling tackle. And Rodrigo just got up in his shit and stood him up. And I was like, that's a damn good linebacker. That's, that's what that's nice. what made the play. Uh, we've been lacking in the linebacker department for I don't know how long. Uh, yeah, I remember, remember um, uh, I can't remember his first name, but Levy. Oh, God, I miss him. Yeah. That, oh, his his so his couple of years stretch there that he had there. Oh, was, he was so good. His his east to west was unmatched. He could get. Oh, he was all over the field. That was so good. It was Levy and Tulik, and then Tullick. Uh, until Tullick. Uh, until Tulik heard it. Until he tore his ACL. Yeah, there we go. He was like a bowling ball. He was. He, he still like is. Mike, Mike Tolbert was the ultimate bowling ball. Mm-hmm. Why can't I think of Levy's first name? Was it? It was an S, right? Sean or Will? No, neither. Okay. Do I have the ring? Tommy, look that up real quick. Um, I just got it. I had to throw Gerard Davis out there because um, regardless of how his play is, um, I was thinking, I'm not even. It's my third guess, though. I don't know why. I was was thinking D D something. I was thinking it. I don't. DeAndre just doesn't, just didn't sound right. Anyway, um, Gerard Davis, Gerard Davis. Um, just give him, I got to give a small hat tip to him just because he's been on and off this team so many times and he's still, still putting it out there, even regardless of how good he's playing. He's still, he's still out there representing. Um, and then, uh, the special teams, I said this, but Raymond had some nice returns and, uh, Matt money badger was okay today. Um, <clears throat> anything else, anything else? Non, non stat related, but kind of stat related. I don't know if you guys caught it. Did I hear right that Goff has donated over 40,000 pounds of food to the Detroit area? Did I get that uh, right? The food harvest Whoa. thing? Yeah, really? that might be the stat of the day. Because they were talking about the Walt, Walter Payton Man of the Year, and I know he does like the merch line and everything, and all that's cool. The merch is actually very, very cool. Quick quick, uh, quick plug for JG16, but I thought I heard them say that. It was like 40,000 pounds. Yes, stocking sucker, stocking stuffer for you out there. Um, you looking for Christmas presents for the kids or the and stuffed? <laughs> I'm trying to make a whole. This is a wholesome moment. This is a wholesome moment, folks. I'm, so, I'm trying to was. shout out JG16 and and some Christmas gifts for you Lions fans out there. If you have a Lions fan in your life, you might want to head, head over to the Jer- uh, Jared Goff store. That's all I was gonna say. Um, yeah, he's uh. 
he's like a sneaky uh, philanthropist, I think, and it, like never lets it be known. You know what I mean? Philanthropist. Did I say that wrong? What did I say? Philanthropist. Uh, I don't know. Kind of sounds. If you say you it quick enough, you kind of just throwing R's in. You keep. You also philanthropist. Ger- ben, ben. Gerard Davis. Mitch, you're coming off as a little sni- snobby, a little high class here. We're common people. Yeah, we're. This is a common man. You guys man are, podcast. yeah. <laughs> what does that put you in? I don't know. Patriarchy. I'm shocked that we don't see like a like. Home is where the heart is. Just in cursive writing oh, on the wall behind him. I'm that, shocked. That household has to be a full millennial household. How many sayings are there around there? Yeah. Does your kitchen have a wall that says kitchen? Welcome back. Welcome in. My house is huge and yours isn't. You... <laughs> Close. I live in an apartment. Not I'm a house. two-story condo. I'll have but you I'm, know, chief. I'm, I'm glad to see the trademark intro is getting around and it's just that ingrained in your brain that you're using it in everyday life now i'm I'm happy to hear that i'm having an impact oh i would never say that out loud i'm shocked you still do Uh, i I bet you use it in emails you know what this is actually starting to get away from me i'm just being mean now so we should probably (laughs) just move on let's talk about the game huh um i didn't watch i didn't watch it live so i i have some notes but i don't have the usual notes that i would normally have um, my first note being JMO touchdown finally love that chills. I got literal chills watching this, even though it wasn't live. I still got chills. Crowd was fired up. Golf was fired up. He was like running through cheerleaders to get over to celebrate with him. Um, JMO gives the ball to his dad. Super cool moment there. Took advantage of Harrison Smith being out. That was another point of emphasis for me. Um, before we knew he was he was on the injury report, but we didn't know if he, if he was going to play. That's. Um, that was a huge point uh, today was no Harrison Smith. And um, yeah, I, I, I just we're we're seeing what JMO can be one catch today, 41 yards, but uh, good to see him go in the end zone. I'm so glad you clarified that he gave that ball to his dad. I've watched that replay a few times and I kept thinking like, holy shit, he just he just gave that ball away to a random fan. That's that's a crazy move by this guy. Thank you for for letting my mind rest. That whole thing was cool because he gave it to his dad, and then the way he celebrated wasn't like like you see a lot of like I'm the man, like it's me, whatever. But the whole thing was like he was he's just pumped to be there in Detroit. Like I I feel like he was all about it, just up and down the sidelines, like skipping along. Very, very cool moment, and yeah, he's uh, that's why they drafted him a burner. No one around him. Yeah, nobody got past, uh, took the top off the defense. Need a guy like that. Um, in, in addition with Chark, um, yeah, you're right. It was good to see uh, all that celebrating. It was it was out, uh, outrageously good to see and uh, well deserved after um, you know being out for a full year from football um, with the ACL injury. Did you see the timeline? Did you, it's crazy. It was like. His last game was, I think, January of this year, and then he mm-hmm. just scored his first touchdown. It's almost a full calendar year. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they kind of held him back a little bit too. Um, I know when they drafted him, they were hoping maybe the the, the week after the bye. But, um, yeah, shout out J-Mo. Um, on the other side of the ball, um, Aiden, this was his first big play of the game. He got a good run stop, um, and then Okuda stopped them on fourth down uh, to get to get the ball back for the Lions. Um, 
Oh, you know what? I think I said that wrong. Whatever. We're just going to keep rolling with it. Because um, then after that was the JMO touchdown. I, I put the JMO touchdown at the top because, I don't know, I was going crazy with the notes. Um, other side of the ball on offense, Lions missed the fourth down. Um, their, their one missed fourth down of the day. Hawkinson with a nice drop on the other side of the ball. Loser. Um, and Rodrigo playing well on defense. That drive, um, just an old school linebacker. Love that from him. Um, and then the third and long to Justin Jefferson that got reviewed. Um, I was kind of shocked that that didn't get overturned when they looked at it again. I, I know he you know, got touched down short of the marker, but certainly had the ball at the marker or ahead of the marker. Is this the Justin Jefferson or the yes, Thielen one? The Jefferson one. There's two of these ones? Yes. Okay, yeah. That's what I thought we were talking about. Yeah. I mean I thought he was short. It was close. I'm, it was close. I'm just, Definitely I was, because he came back to the ball. I was I was scared. Yeah. That was that was one of the plays where I think I screamed out loud like they need to get pressure on cousins. Like they have yeah. to make him feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you, the third and longs were getting crazy. Um just getting bailed out, bailed out on long, and not just like third and sevens, like some third and eighteens. It was it was outrageous. Uh, very well could have been uh, a killer for them all day long. Um, could have been a, a bugaboo and something that led them to a loss, but they did not let that happen. Um, other side of the ball, that was when Goff threw just a beauty to Chark. Nice catch by him. Just both guys. Uh, claps for both of those guys. Good throw, good catch. Uh, Chark once again in the end zone, back-to-back weeks. Love that for him. Mitch, Mitch, it looks like you're going ghost hunting. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, um, because of the uh, technical difficulties that Tommy helped us get through, uh, my computer's battery is just not doing well. So. I was trying to do that as smoothly as possible, but I'm glad you called it out. Uh, yeah, I texted you. I texted you about that, Ben. That was, I think that's why both of those guys are professional football players. An absolute dime from Goff, good catch by Chark, and rolls into the end zone for six. Yeah, respect and trust on both sides, uh, just just mutual. Love that. Love that. Um, Chark attack. Uh, it was a good return by Raymond to set him up for that yeah. too. I mean, that was huge, but then, yeah, the extra effort is what was awesome. And, I mean, got the game ball last week. Let's see what else he can do. Prove it, right? Yeah. Uh, good good on you to call out Khalif Raymond as well. Uh, I feel like eventually one of these games he's going to break one for a touchdown. It's 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 brewing. It's it's building up to that point. Um, Can't other wait, side can of the ball. Also, since we're, since we're in this yes. part of the game, sorry, Ben. The first punt that Jack Fox had, holy fuck. Like, that's why they paid him so much money. He literally flipped the field. What was this, a 66-yard punt? Yeah, it, it, he's, a, he's an animal out there, and I want his jersey, but they only have 2XL and up. <laughs> oh, no. Apparently, it must be a high-selling jersey. <laughs> can't, you just, can't you just make, like, a custom jersey? It's more money. Get the women's one. <laughs> they don't, I don't think they have his in women's. That's sexist. I tried. To, they don't have it in kids because I was going to order a kid's extra large. And they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't have that either. Easy now. <laughs> I'm gonna have to build my own. I'm gonna have to get a cricket machine or whatever they call them and uh, build my own. But <laughs> that's once again off the rails uh, on this crazy train that we call the lion share. 
Uh, Dalvin Cook failed jump pass. Um, it looked at first we were all kind of confused as to whether that was a run and he was just being ultra patient, Le'Veon Bell style, or what was going on. Bugs forces the fumble, sack, uh, strip sack is what it's what it's put down in the stat book as well. I love the defense. Uh, animals, just ball seekers every week. Just we talked about it off air, but these guys are just turnover machines. The last six, seven weeks, it's. Ugh. I love this, and I loved that uh, as it was happening live. Vilma hit us with a. Uh, he yelled, "Fumble!" <laughs> it was a little old fashioned. I mean, we needed. That's what we needed last week, or well, not last week. A few weeks ago for the Thanksgiving games was just a classic fumble call in one of those games. But the real bummer is where we're gonna get to right after the turnover, and it's just the momentum swings that weren't capitalized on. Yeah, and before we do that, Kirby Joseph with the fumble recovery. Once again, he just seems to find the ball, whether it's punching it out or recovering. Yeah, he just seems to always be around the ball. Love that guy. Love the defense when they're playing like this. It just gets you fired up. Uh, a huge stop there, not not um, not allowing a score on that drive because that was pivotal right before the half. And you you touched on it, Andrew. Yeah, Lions get the ball back, have a decent drive going. Looks like they're going to get points before halftime to go up ten. And Badgley misses it by probably a foot or two. Like it was, it was right there. It seems like when he um, misses it, it's right. It's close when he misses. Um, I, I don't. You don't see the guy shank it. Give him credit for that. Um, but he does have these instances where he misses some would be should be um, easy ones. So like forty five yeah, yards. Yeah, that one. Uh, four, 41. Yeah, that's what I thought too. That's what this one scared me a lot too, because you know the last time we went up against them, the missed field goals was talking the town. So missing this one, I had it in the halftime capsule. Just don't let it be the same as last time. It it was tough, but I still go back to last week when we talked about it. Give me the Mister Consistency, and he's still over ninety percent. He might even still be over ninety five on field goals, and the forty. I think it was forty eight to pretty much seal the game. Um, and that looked like it was going to be good from who knows how long. And I don't know if you guys, how much football you watched today, but suck up for the, uh, Buccaneers tried a 55 yarder at candlestick. Oh my God, it was bad. So just like, it makes me appreciate that there's someone on the roster that can give us like, at least when it goes up, it kind of looks like it's going in suck ups was Mm -hmm. not even close and it hit the, the goal line essentially. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Badgley, Badgley just seems to like he's there every time, but he may not make all of them, but he's there every time. I need to correct you. It's not candles, not candlestick park, park anymore. anymore. Oh, it's not. No, it's Levi's stadium. And the only reason I'm calling you out on that only reason is because of the episode Andrew and I went through every stadium. So that's the only reason I bring it up. But you're you're absolutely right. Let's roll into the halftime capsules and mine from a from a graduation. <laughs> All right, shareholders, here we are at half, 14-7 lead. I believe the Vikings are getting the ball coming out of half. Uh, don't quote me on that, but that's what I believe is happening. Um, whew, a lot of good and a lot of bad to take out of this. Um, first thing right off the bat, JMO, welcome to the NFL. Huge first touchdown, first NFL catch for a wide-open touchdown. They forgot about you. Um, hopefully they do that a few more times here in the second half. Um, big 
big negative to take from this is all these penalties. Okuda, you are playing so aggressive right now. I love it, but chill out, brother. Uh, I mean, come on, man. Two huge penalties leading to a score. We got we to gotta sure up on the penalty side of it. Um, good sack to end the half, though. Didn't want to give them any sort of hope of of points before half. So this is good. But Badgley, my goodness, reminiscent of the last time we faced the Vikings with the missed field goals. Hopefully that doesn't come back to haunt us. But uh, let's go out. Let's get a big stop. Let's get the offense of the ball back. And, I mean, they've shown they're really just an explosive offense today, not methodical. So get the ball back defense. And uh, let's, uh, let's let this explosive offense score. Let's go Lions. Okay, halftime capsule. Here we go. Big sack there at the end uh, in the first half. Really needed those points from the money badger. But, um, you know, other than that, strong first half. I thought golf looks good. The deep balls are good. First score for J-Mo. Love to see it. I don't mind the underthrow at all. Play it safe. Absolutely no one around him. So no reason to overthrow there. I think the big takeaways for me of the first half are opportunities going into the second half. Uh, Campbell clock management at the end of the first half, they're a little suspect. Um, that didn't really end up costing them. They put themselves in a position to score anyways or get some points. Need some pressure on Cousins. Need more pressure. Got to make him feel you. Get in his face. Couple pops. Uh, let him know you're there. I think he's just way too comfortable. He's got too much time. Solid first half, though. I think we ride the momentum into the second half. You know, capitalize on the opportunities we get, and we're in good shape. Go Lions. Shareholders, we are live from School of Nursing commencement. We've got a dead period here for one second. Didn't see any of the first half. Well, I saw a few plays. That's let's just leave it at that. Run the damn ball. Let's go get a dub here at home. Defend the dead. Let's go. Um, coming out of the halftime capsule. Um, I'll be honest. I didn't listen to them, um, so I don't have a great reaction to these. Um, I know myself. I. Didn't have a lot to see um, from the game, so I didn't have, a, have much to say, but uh, obviously always go Lions. And I felt like they were going to – I felt good. I felt confident. Yes, Mitch? I would like to interrupt this. A bit of a pardon my take thing, breaking news. We just kind of saw that uh, Tyreek Hill touchdown. That was a scoop and score that he picked up. That was up. a fumble, yeah. Yeah, he picked up a fumble and what, ran what? it 55 yards for a touchdown. After the fumble was almost his fault, he did just a terrible job blocking on it. Yeah, he really did. That was ter- it was pitiful, but they didn't get him for oh. blocking. They got him for what he did afterwards. Sun, groove, sun God not approved. So that's going to be a new play in their playbook? It's just fumble Ruski? Just do get the ball to Tyreek at all costs. I wouldn't put it back past Mike McDaniel to, to do that, though, to run have, a, have, a, have an intentional fumble touchdown play in, in the book. <sighs> Yes. All right. Fake punt in the second half. Let's tuck Lions here. Lions were up 14-7 at the half. Um, fake punt in our own territory, up by seven. I want you guys' reactions to this because you were watching this live. It was a little bit different for me because I already knew the outcome. Um, what were you guys – what was going through your head when Lions were up by seven in their own territory, territory and ran a fake punt? 
Um, I'm not gonna lie. I kind I was watching. <laughs> I was watching this game. It took me by such surprise that like this was one of the moments I got up, walked to the kitchen, came back and just saw saw him running the CJ Moore running up the field. And I'm just like, I thought they were, I thought they were punting. Like, how did they get a first down? Like, what just happened? And then you could just hear these guys freaking out, fake punt. It just took me completely by surprise. Yeah, I would agree. It didn't, it didn't, it's almost like, a, it's not surprising at this point, but it didn't feel like exactly the right time to do it. But I don't know, I guess in, in my mind, I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt and I'm trying to pretend that they had the chance to either audible out of it or into it. Probably that was probably called and they had the chance to audible out of it. And it yeah. was the right call for sure. Us making that assumption because he, I mean, he had blockers in front. What was obviously he got called back because of the penalty. How far did he go? 40 yards, 39 41 yards, 41, 41. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess it, Campbell knows best and in, in, in DC we trust. You got to live with, yeah. him. you got to live through the up the ups and downs and you, and you, you know that he's, uh, liable to go for these fake punts um, fairly often, and uh, if it's there, it's there. And you're right. It, I mean, by God, it was there. It, it, it was a huge play in the game too. Um, you know, you're only up seven points at that point, and that's just a a, a momentum uh, swing. And it, it doesn't allow the Vikings to get on the field on offense because they're putting up numbies all day. So uh, keep that offense on the be- on, on your best defense is your offense in that situation so keep the offense on the field obviously we might be singing a different tune if they don't get the first down there on the fake punt could be talking about oh, I'd be so completely... pissed right now oh yeah, right I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be furious yes this is like the third and third and one long pass like why why would you ever type thing speaking of why would you ever um why did the why did the vikings go for two uh after the fourth down touchdown to Thielen? The only, so I don't know, I was texting my dad on this one. The only thing I could think of is that they knew the Lions were going to score again. So they knew they had to score twice regardless. So screw it. It was just weird. Yeah. It, didn't, it felt like one of the, it felt like the, um, oh, what's it called? The stats, the stats guys. I'm blanking. Analytics. I'm yeah. It felt like a big analytics play. Just felt like I didn't even try to like think about what, what reason they would do that just be like i was like oh stay this an analytics guy that's what it is yeah o- o'connell o'connell just he hails or from the McVay tree. Sorry. yeah yeah all good um mcconnell hails from that mcveigh tree so i'm sure there's somewhere in some instance on that chart where that's the right call or a, there's a slight advantage to go for two there i have to say this is about the two-point conversion um good play call a short yardage play call that works quite often and the lions Great coverage sniffed on that. It out. They, I've got sniffed it out right here. Isn't that? Oh yeah, I love it. And you know what? The best part Chemistry. of that was that first that first PI call on Okuda. Thielen started running his mouth, and it pissed me off right away. And they they popped him on that two point play. I think he came out for quite a bit because he was hurt. Because he he got smacked pretty good. Three lines, I think. Oh yeah, Kaminsky was there. Um, I can't remember who the others were because I was kind of at that point in the game I was I was moving I was fast forwarding quite a bit so I didn't I didn't watch everything so closely that I would live but yeah huge stop for them um, we jumped ahead there just because that that tied in with the fake punt but um, just real quick let's go back to um, Lions had holding penalty in in the red zone 
and then they go third and long to third down St. Brown once again, clutch, and that gets them inside the 10. And then they run the fake toss to Swift and sling it to Reynolds for his touchdown of the day. I love that call from Ben Johnson. I mean, is this the? I think this is the play series that we talked about. This was march down the field on pitches, and they did pitch left, same play, pitch right, uh, and then went to pitch left again, only to fake it and have Reynolds cut across the same, uh, uh, cut across the center of the field. <clears throat> yes, producer. Oh no, you were good to continue. I just wanted to let you know. I wanted to inter intertwine. Mm, okay. Um, um, yes. So after you let me go. Yes. Okay. I was just going to top it off with, it's just got to be so hard for a defense to see that play set up. You're watching down like in throughout the week, you're watching film down in distance wise so, to see what play they'll run. You've seen this play twice now and you've gotten beat on it twice. And all you can think is, okay, here it is. I can see it. Let me get the first step on this. They yeah. bite. Even a step opens Reynolds, and it yeah. was just beautiful. It's a it, it was a fool me once, fool me twice situation, and then the third time was like curveball, completely different. Um, Mitch from Fort Wayne, what did you think of the pitch, Mitch? The fake, fake nice. pitch. Uh, yeah, I think like as we talked about, not just that, it just felt like like we've. I think we're all big fans of Ben Johnson, but today it felt like he had a really good feel for the game, like a really good situational play calling feel for the game. And that was one of them where it was like, all right, that was just beautiful to watch. The, the, yeah, yeah. Like you, I think Ben, you said it um, before we started recording, just the setup to get down there and then to call that play was just excellent. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Credit. Uh, I don't want to plagiarize, but that was actually what Andrew said. So I don't want to take credit where credit is not due but yes uh, I can I can I can echo that statement all day long I felt like Ben Johnson was like one step ahead of the Vikings all day long like he wa- cl- clearly has watched I mean obviously they all watched the film but like he studied the film um, and has had had a plan in place and stuck to it all day long uh, just sing his praises till the cows come home for me um, the best part about you giving Andrew credit there was he had no idea he was not he didn't even i don't think what i said registered no. I don't i'm know just if he didn't scouring he, said it. he he was not even gonna d- just question that at all so good on you ben <laughs> yeah i'm uh, mr honest over here call me abe uh andrew when he's not talking i notice he's almost always petting the cat damn he's, simon he's... needs love too guys we all do we all do not that's just an, ben johnson simon needs love too He's he's stretching out right now. He's that upset with what was said. <laughs> Come here, bud. Great. Don't let him get out. Uh, yeah. Let's let's finish out the game here. Um, a stat that what I thought was kind of cool was the Lions have 99 points in the fourth quarter. Obviously, they scored again after that, so I think it's 106 or more now. 109 with the field goal. Quick math. Um, third most in the league. I don't know if the points that they got today in the fourth took them any higher than that, but uh, I had no idea that that stat was out there. I didn't realize that they had put put up so many points in the fourth either. Like, I knew they had put up quite a few, but to be that high in the league was nice. I'd like to see more third quarter points. To be honest with you, uh, coming out of the out of the half, you know, that's always a blessing. Yes, it's the um, song though. Vilma had a good point. I kind of because he said he said it, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. Because he at first he said 
Um, it's a lot of catch-up points in the first half of the season, but now it's they're in it. But right. when I was thinking about it, those fourth quarter points, I don't think came as catch-up because they didn't really catch up in any games. There's the two games that they got absolutely decimated in, so there's no catching up. They've been in all those games. So I thought they've, at first it yeah. made sense, but I think those are legit fourth quarter points. Well, they've just gotten into track meets. Like Dan said, what he didn't want to do against the Dolphins was get into a track meet, and which is exactly what they did. And it's that happened with the Bills and the Eagles as well as the Dolphins. Yes, yeah, that's exactly. I think the point right there is that they've just put up points all game or all year long. So and it, they've just come in all facets, all quarters of the season or all quarters of the game. So fourth quarter is being one of those. And I think the only game I can think of is the Eagles game where they came back. Um, I know they were, I can't remember how much they were down. It seems like a lifetime ago, week one now, but uh, they did come back. Yeah, it was a completely different team. Um, closing out this game, uh, Lions uh, got scored on. And then they, so the Vikings are within eight. They do the onside kick. Nice recovery by Josh Woods. Lions need a first down. When when you need a first down and it's third and seven, who do you go to? Go to St. Brown, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. Pull out your deck of cards. Who who are you gonna go to? You? Oh, what if you go to Panay Sewell? Oh my God! Did you guys? Did you guys? Uh, like, I didn't register me to me at first watching this play. I just saw fifty eight running in the backfield, and I just and I like didn't register that it was Sewell. And all I could think of was that person's pretty big, and like, why is that number in motion? Not just not just running, moving like a freight train. <laughs> he was moving. I thought that was I did. Obviously, they always talk about like every old lineman coming out. It's like, oh, athleticism, athleticism. That play was legit. Like he he caught that ball, and then they did the replay, and I was like, holy shit! Like he can actually move. Oh yeah, he gets up, but like yeah, like Dan Skipper, like it, when he motions, he's like the jumbo train, like sets into position. Sewell on his motion is, uh, hey, we're gonna be running jet sweeps. Get ready. <laughs> Yeah, he's actually agile. Big man rumbling. Um, it wasn't super pretty, but it worked. And a uh, nice catch by him. Nice uh, nice little dive to end it off, get past the sticks. Um, and then the, the – the sw- yeah, yeah. Nice touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looked like it could be swift out there leaking out. And uh, right at the end of the play, um, Panay gives a little swat to whoever the Vikings defender was who was trying to touch him at the end of the play. Um, like, get the hell off of me, man. Love that too. That's about to get memed to death. Yeah, probably. Uh, someone smaller than him, that's for sure. Um, Panay Sewell is just a big man coming down the field. Um, Bam, player of the week. I know we talked about this off air. Um, we've got a couple like Goff, Chark, um, Aiden, Hutchinson, uh, uh, just uh, quite a few that you could spread it around to this week. I think mine's going to be a sneaky one here. I'm going to go Harrison Smith. Oh, wow, you're just going to thank him for not playing? Yes, thank him and his neck injury. I refuse to go that way because the Lions have been there with their injuries. Fair. And uh, I'd like to say we wouldn't have to hope for the playoffs if we didn't start 1-6 with all the injuries. True. Yeah, I would agree. Andrew and I, I think we're on the same page about this. I I have golf for the second week in a row. Um, obviously, we agreed on uh, some uh, different different route last week, but I think Goff deserves it. Like I said, he's he's leading the team. He's doing the things that need to be done. Um, 
not afraid to put his shoulder down and run. He's looking a little better there, but he's throwing some good balls lately. Like that beyond that chart, that, that chart pass was great. I said it in the halftime capsule. Um, you know, I think we had joked about golf will undoubtedly underthrow JMO at some point, but that was a good underthrow. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. reason to potentially overthrow him there. There's no one around him. So, uh, yeah, I thought golf played well. No. He's clearly got the locker room. They they yeah. respect him. So, I, I my vote is for the M, is for is for golf. The A would definitely have to go to golf as well for all those reasons. And then I did listen to golf say about that JMO touchdown. He said that he was he he kind of like double pumped it for a second because he was so shocked at how yeah. opened he was that he thought there had to be somebody coming over the top oh, and yeah. they just couldn't see. Yeah. It's a trap. Exactly. And, and I, I, I think one more thing to add about that, too, is like that's the first time they've ever been game speed together, throwing a pitch and catch. So, you know, for the first time ever, uh, for it to be a little underthrown, that's uh, certainly okay in my book. Uh, no no complaints there. Um, he was he was definitely not golfful this week. He was golf, going golf this week. Uh, so, yeah, I'll give, I'll give the B to him as well. So he gets all three initials. Um, Mr. Jared Goff, a.k.a. Walter Man, uh, Walter Man, Walter Payton, Man of the Year nominee, um, and Mr. Philanthropist. Help me out here. Philanthropy. Philanthropist. Okay. There's nothing like a good philanthropic NFL player. <laughs> that might be a different there we word. Are. Um, I, nope. I, I would like to call out Kevin O'Connell, if I may. Um he he's got to be humbled here after this one uh he did not he did not call a good game several instances today i think he's he's got to come down to earth a little bit um i know he thinks he's sean mcveigh jr and i know he's got a lot of credit for leading the team to 10 and 2 oops now they're 10 and 3 today um i think i think the vikings like if you're the vikings you've got to take this loss in stride and go right back to winning next week or you're going to spiral here and if you lose early in the playoffs Everybody in Minnesota is going to be thinking, boy, we wasted this year. I don't yeah. – Ben, I had texted you – sorry, Andrew. Why Why did he go for it? I mean, you're down 11. You're down two scores. The game is over. You, you, you take the L and you move on. I did not understand risking injury at the end of the game there. To I, For what? I, I could not wrap my head around that at all. No, I think he's just like he's gotten a little bit over his, over his head and, and like – They've they've won so many games late, and they've won so many close games. I think <laughs> I think he's just been like, you know, like kind of fuck it mode. Yeah, it didn't make sense. I don't know. A- Andrew was saying he's too handsome before the podcast started, so maybe that's what it is. He's too dude, good looking. Dude, dude looks oh, well, way better just, than I do in a hat. Sh- <laughs> I, honestly, I almost bought the Vikings that gray Vikings hat that he was wearing. I almost bought that today. I like that hat so much. What the hell are you talking yeah. about? Dude, I, I, I like the hat. Trader. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. For hats? For NFL hats? No doubt. He wants one of all 32. Oh, that's, my that's... God. You're the guy that walks around with, like, the varsity jacket with all 32 logos on it. You weenie. Dude, varsity jackets are so out. What's in, then? Apparently hats. Yeah, oh. for the Lions, I have a stocking Now, that's cap an incredible right hat. Yeah, there you we can't go. go wrong with the Lions. I also the have the Ravens stocking cap. You just want Lamar that badly. You got a Ravens one. Yeah, we know what's going to happen. Goff, I... keep playing like this. We won't even have to have that conversation. Hell yeah, brother. 
Um, Hell yeah. I, 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 gotta, turn. I just got to call Kevin O'Connell out. Like, I'm putting him on, on, on no, no, not again. I'm just reemphasizing um, that, like, I'm putting him on notice. Like, like, like you better, you better figure it out or you're going to end up, uh, as a as a short term coach, I, I I think this was a I I think he's done amazing things. He's probably a good coach, but I'm just gonna put him on notice. Like if there's a if there's a point in his career where things could go south, and same for the Vikings, I think they get humbled here. Um, so um, and I just one more question before we 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 close this game out. Did the the, the Lions give the blueprint to stopping the Vikings, or did no, Dallas the, already the do blue- that? The blueprint's been out there. You're no kidding. Dallas absolutely shellacked them. The blueprint's been there. It's just them winning close games. Okay. So one. That's what we talked about. I mean, bam, fraud of the week. The Vikings <laughs> and Kevin O'Connell. I just like. And, they... and, and Jalen Rieger, Rieger, sorry to cut you off. Jalen Rieger had put out there, put the guarantee out, right? And so billboard material. Uh, and I know the Vikings were trying to pull the billboard material like they love being the underdog and, and the fact that they weren't um, favored by Vegas. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what Lions We're, covered, by the way. As they always do, as they always do. Um, so one more thing, lightning round question here: uh, Where do you see the Vikings ending up this season? Do you see them divisional? Um, while like, do you see them getting to the conference championship, Super Bowl? Where where do you see the Vikings ending their season? Mitch. Okay. Yeah. First round playoff loss. They'll make the playoffs for sure. I mean, I don't think they can. Yeah. I don't think they can miss at this point because as uh, Andrew was alluding to before the show, I think they would have to lose out. Lions would have to win out and the Packers would have to piss off for them to lose the, um, lose the North. But yeah, for, first round exit for sure. I don't think they, because at this point, by the time you reach the playoffs, teams know how to win those games. Yeah, and yeah. the Vikings have just been surviving every week. So, yeah, I think first round playoffs, first round playoff loss, and they're done. Andrew? Uh, yeah, depending, obviously, who gets in. I think if the Commanders make it in, and that's who they end up getting first round, Commanders Giants, they win that one, but at least second round. Yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to share that seat with you and, and say they get one win in the playoffs, um, but that's it. Um, commanders um, would get it. I, honestly, who would you guys rather play right now, Giants or Commanders? Right now? Oh, it's Commanders. Tough. You'd rather play the Commanders? No, oh, sorry. I'd rather not play the Commanders. Yeah. Is that, I yeah. can't remember how I asked. Sorry. But yeah, I don't I, know, I'm but with yeah. you. <laughs> That's what I'm at. I, I agree. <laughs> um, let's talk about the NFL. Let's talk about what else is, is brewing in this league um, as the playoffs approach. Uh, Baker Mayfield and the Rams got to talk about that real quick. Thursday throwback to bastard. Um, we have, right. We thought Andrew and I, we both thought that this was a sneaky game. I said, I feel like this could be a sneaky Rams win. And uh, Andrew, you said Baker would will the Rams to a victory this season, but not this game, but it was this game. I did. I did, and he absolutely willed them to a victory. I'm going to take an official stance and be an anti-pastry uh, podcast. Uh, clarify. Uh, no bakers allowed, obviously. Halfway through me asking that question, it it, or it it occurred to me, but wow, good for you Come on there. Now. Good for Come you. On now. Usually you're the slow one. That's what's crazy. Um, uh, yeah, that was... That was such advanced comedy that I yeah I didn't I, I'm with, I was with you Ben I didn't know what the hell was going on I thought we were just was, about to start talking about like a bad scone for breakfast I thought I, I really you never know with him 
you really want to get into it, we're going to start getting into the cake layers if we're going to get there. Cake by the ocean? Um, layers into that joke. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, another one there, folks. Um, this was reminiscent of Baker's first game in the NFL, I think. Um, Baker Mayfield, in his first NFL game, he came in relief of Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor against the New York Jets in week three. Browns were down 14. Baker went 17 of 23 for 201 yards as the Browns came back and prevailed 21 to 17, ending their winless streak at 19 games. Um, so I, I just felt like that was a similar thing for him. Kind of came came in in relief and uh, brought the team back. Um, so I think this is this is how we're going to talk about breaking Mayfield and the Rams as well. I think comes in hot. And then he he tails off, comes in hot and tails off. That's what I'm calling for Baker Mayfield here. I don't see a big future for him here. I think that was the end of the Raiders season. You know, like they were they were hot. Raiders. Andrew, I think you you. Uh, oh uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think um, on Wednesday's episode, you had said something about every good thing getting sucked into the black hole or your black hole or the Oops. black hole. The black I can't hole. Remember which one you were talking about, but both. Yeah, just... yeah, you said it and. I think they're just kind of a joke. Like Josh McDaniels, just not a head coach. He, Dan Campbell is everything that Josh McDaniels isn't. I, you know what? I'm glad that you brought this up. I hope that Ben Johnson sees uh, McDaniels' mistakes and never leaves for a head coaching job. Oh, yeah. And just builds this dynasty in Detroit and stays there. Please. Please. Be amazing. Please. Moving along to Sunday. First matchup, we had the Jets versus Bills. You guys are gonna have to help me out here. We can go quick through these because um, I didn't watch any of the in the any of these games. Um, I, I just was able to rewatch the Lions. So Jets lost to the Bills in the battle. Of I got a, I got a quote here. I got a quote here because it was the first snow game, and the Lady Lion just absolutely gobbled it up, and it reminded me of she did what? A... <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm talking about the Black Hole <laughs> uh, it reminded me of a brand new fan seeing a snow game and why we all love snow games. And here's the quote. I really like the snow games because it makes me feel old, like watching when I was little. I love I love that from the Lady Lion uh, herself. Yep. That's a beautiful we, quote. We got we to uh, boost the female listeners here, not boop them. Easy. <laughs> Yeah, that might have a reverse effect. So you're right. Uh, I'm I'm closing the chapter. Yeah, no, no I mean, I, it's yeah. just a, a as you called called for aid, and we got a boop quote. I yeah. just kind of like a the score reflects the game. I think Mike White getting oh, oh yeah obliterated. Yeah, yeah, I guess that would be the one thing. Somehow Mike White has ribs left, and he shouldn't. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, he took a beating. Uh, um. Not a pounding. Mike Mike White versus Chris Brown. That's a that's a good color matchup and an interesting matchup of beatings. Um Jets fall to seven and six, Bills ten and three. Jets have the Lions next week, six and seven Lions versus the seven and six Jets. Browns, Bengals. Browns were owners of the Bengals, owner of Burrow. Uh, he was 0-3, 0-4 versus the Bang uh the Browns. Uh he gets victorious today. Deshaun Watson was back again, only one touchdown, but two hundred and seventy six yards. Bengals win it 23 to 10 over the Browns. Yeah. Return the keys back to Burrow. He, he is no longer in, uh, in the wake of the Browns. He had one pass today. It was so scary to Jamar Chase. Uh, double covered in this thing. I, I want a, a speedometer on it because it just appeared on screen in Jamar's hands. Rope. 
Uh, it was wild. Frozen rope. Yeah. Frozen rope. That's not a good. That's a term they don't use as much anymore. Uh, Bengals nine and four. Browns five and eight. See you later, Browns. Your playoff are probably over. Um, scary Bengals. Uh, perhaps crown them the AFC champs. Um, prematurely, but I, I, I am team Bengals all the way in the AFC as it stands right now, especially with the Bills losing. Um, 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 um Von Miller. Uh, Cowboys. In the Texans, in the Battle of Texas, uh, I was surrounded by fellow Cowboy and Texan fans alike in this venue that I was at. Um, San Antonio spans uh, both, so we've got a mixture of Houston and Dallas fans. Uh, yes, Mitch, go ahead. That was my question. I, I was just going to ask. I don't. Yeah. I didn't know who. And so. I, I is there any talk? I guess I don't know. I mean, I feel like you've been down there long enough to get the vibe. Is there a want for a San Antonio team? Like, if they ever did an expansion? Oh, yeah. There's a big hunger for it. Because, like, you've got UTSA, which is like a, a pseudo-football team, you could call them. And they've had some recent success. So the, the city's very much behind UTSA in college. Um, but it's such a, me- a melting pot here. You've got TCU. I've, I've, just in this apartment complex alone, I see TCU banners and Texas Tech. Texas Tech banners got a lot of A&M folks here from College Station um, UT Austin just up the road so it's a mixture um, they would love to have a pro team I'm curious to see what the Brahmas bring um, in, in the XFL I'm sure there'll be some level of fandom here um, with Heinz Ward is at the helm but yeah um, it's a mixture here um, moving right along Cowboys win it 27 to 23 over the Texans uh, we thought this was the going over think game although it was close all the way through uh the texans defense tried to keep them in this game and yet they couldn't score from like the two yard line to basically lose this game that was just sad sad texans football and no wonder you've only won one game get out of my face scary for the cowboys though 17 and a half point favorites and you eke it out against the stinky texans probably just got a big head well, and it was at, in Dallas too, so you know, not even an excuse of a, big, a road trap game, just a in-house near loss for them. They they jumped to ten and three. Texans won eleven and one. Jaguars, Andrew, nice call on this one. Got to give you credit here. You had the Jaguars here. I had the Titans. Um, thought the Slightons would win this one by a small margin, but uh, Jaguars bounced back after an L to the Lions. Uh, ja- ja- uh, Trevor Lawrence. Knee is fine. 368 yards, three touchdowns. Honestly, honestly, he has a toe injury now. That's what it was on that play. I like oh. we talked about it. It looked like it looked like his knee left his body, but it was a toe injury. <laughs> okay, that that makes way more sense then, because he does not look like anything's bothering him, let alone a knee. And they can thank Derrick Henry today with a couple costly fumbles. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Tennessee what are we and they're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs yeah that's the sad part and the Lions are gonna miss out and you're telling me the Lions can't compete with that team yeah yeah the Titans uh, just it's a variable team and they just you never know what to think of of the team like they just they lose these games they should win they're saying that like you think Brable and you think like pound 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 um but (laughs) It's, it's getting away from them a little bit. I think uh, the stat was over the last four weeks, they had one of the bottom, like the defensive line just gets zero pressure. Oh, they, 
they had a negative point differential early, like in week five of the season, and they were and they had a, like a, a solidly winning record. They just they just don't ever. They still do. Mm, I don't know. It's close, but I think they they have that. Um, but you might be right. Um, so Texans seven and six, Jaguars five and eight, um, and the. NFC East battle. We needed the Giants to lose. They did so. Giants lose to the Eagles, get blown out. 48 points put on the board by the Eagles. Um, Jalen Hurts, 10th rushing touchdown of the season. Uh, another solid day from him and A.J. Brown alike. Um, Giants 7-5-1 and one now. They've got a matchup against the Commanders next week. Not only the Commanders, but they're going to have the Eagles again in there in the last week of the season. That's This is the only hope the Lions had of getting in here, but that was a pretty uneventful game, honestly. Mm-hmm. The Eagles took care of business early, um, and then they tried to make it like it was a game, and then the Eagles said, no, 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 no. We said it's over, and it scored again. It's over. Jalen it's over for you. still really good. I would. Tommy still. just floated this to me. Vikings after today, negative one point differential on the season. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you, you I stand corrected. I stand ten and three you. with a negative one point differential. Frauds, 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 frauds. Um, Ravens, Steelers, classic AFC East battle. Um, Ravens, or not AFC East, AFC North. I'm sorry. Um, Ravens sixteen to fourteen, a classic game. It's always like a Big Ten game between these two, low scoring most of the time. I thought uh, I thought the Steelers would would get the dub here, but they fall, and the Ravens still holding on to um, those playoff hopes at nine and four, um, looking a lot better this week after a big win over the Steelers. This game I did not see much of. This is the one that Red Zone kind of forgot about, even though it's close. close. I wonder why? Why? There's, I mean, not a lot of Red Zone in a sixteen fourteen game. There isn't much red zone, but still, if they're close, they'll usually flip to it to like give you some entertainment purposes only. But I mean, there wasn't even that apparently in this game. No. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, they basically just rode. They rode Dobbins. Um, yeah. 120 the, the yards and a the, touchdown. Yeah, the name of the backup escapes me. So. Huntley. That, uh, Huntley got hurt, I think. Huntley got hurt. Tyler Huntley yeah, got he, hurt he, too. I think he left the game in concussion protocol. So, oh, no. I mean, that would be another team that might make the playoffs. But, well, Lamar would be back at that point, I would think. But Lamar yeah. wants to be a Lion. But there's only one fan I know that really wants him. So, I, I don't even know his name. Um, Anthony Brown is the third string. He did come in for three passes or uh, five passes, um, three completions. Yeah, he, he went out for concussion protocol. Oh, wow. wow, something to watch with the Ravens as they just continue to go through the quarterbacks. I think uh, Lamar may be back next week, sounds like, um, but it could be longer. That, um, I feel like that'd be pushing it to make it back. All right, Mr. Doctor. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> Chiefs, Broncos. Uh, Take Chiefs. your pants off. I'll evaluate. <laughs> okay. Okay, Deshaun. Um, oh, there's one we had, slip, we had to slip one in. We had to try to slip one in at some point in this episode. You know what I mean? Um, Chiefs, he does that for us. <laughs> Chiefs, Broncos. Chiefs were well ahead in this game um, um, for most of the game, but uh, Broncos sneaky late. Uh, how update, Andrew? What's the update on the bathrooms? Uh, I don't know. I think he threw two or three today. Like really made a push for it. 
and he almost got one on the ground by himself, and then he got his face shoved into the dirt. And the only thing I could describe it as is you've all seen Space Jam. That first time you see like the animation, and Michael Jordan's like, "What the what the heck's going on here?" It's like he just saw Looney Tunes just dancing around his head. Seeing stars. Uh, yeah, he had three touchdowns bad. today, so um, I think he needed four for the bathroom. Um, for the for I those out right. there, there's that ongoing thing between touchdowns and bathrooms in his house. Um, so he's one step closer today. Um, Broncos uh, just continue to lose three and ten. Chiefs ten and three, uh, win it by six, thirty four twenty eight. Uh, two more games here. Buccaneers got just absolutely destroyed by Brock Purdy. Um, and the that's a playoff team 49ers with that defense man they almost blanked the buccaneers buccaneers got a score late in the third quarter um but 35 to 7 um brady threw the ball 55 times today uh just an uh, ass nine number um i called for this to be an ugly one and i said the 49ers defense was way too good the buccaneers are still a bad team i stand by that six and seven but they're probably still going to win the nfc south Whew. Man, but the 49ers, that defense is good. And Brock Purdy looks like he might not actually be irrelevant. I thought Brock Purdy was going to have to take a seat and they were going to have to just pull somebody else from the stands to play quarterback for the 49ers. He took a big shot early. Uh, Credit to him bouncing back. Other than that, I mean, it was really the lack of defense from Tampa Bay and the lack of production from their offense. Uh, Tom was just screaming at people. I did not expect um, a big day from Brock Purdy. I I thought the 49ers defense would would lead him to this victory, but I thought it was going to be a low scoring like 20 to 20 to three or something. I did not see him put up 35. Um, so kudos to Purdy for three touchdowns. Um, big one here. Seahawks lost to the Panthers 30 to 24. Um, so needed this one to be a loss for the Lions um, to 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 bump up their hopes. Um, and that they, they, I wasn't wasn't anticipating the Panthers getting the road win here, but uh, they do so. Geno Smith, two sixty four and three touchdowns, but not enough today as the Panthers walk away victorious. Um, and uh, Andrew, Mitch, if you guys have anything to say about this game, do so now, and I will update the playoff picture on the other tab. No, who cares? Okay, nothing to say in this game. There was a couple things that I, from my notes I remembered that we missed. Um. Uh, the uh, Chiefs Broncos games, two things from that. The shadows on that field are good gravy. That would just be terrible. That that was sucked. And then I don't know if you guys saw it. The ref was backing up, backed into a player, and then took a tumble. And he needed they they had to call timeout for the ref, make sure oh. the guy was okay. Concussion protocol. It it, it looked bad, man. <laughs> he fell in slow motion. Uh, Quick note yeah. though, I think Sunday NFL countdown is miles better than or no i'm sorry uh football night in america is way better than sunday nfl countdown i am not a fan of sunday nfl countdown i never watch it i usually watch fox uh NFL it, sunday. they just like they talk about the same shit every single mm-hmm. week and rex ryan's veneers <laughs> are yeah. so Dude. fucking bright it reminds me of the doggy dentures commercials doggy dentures. yes a hundred percent they they literally look like they will fall out at any given moment <laughs> um Update on on the on the falling out that is the playoff picture. Seahawks now dropped to forty eight percent with the loss today. Forty um, ers jumped to ninety nine percent. 
Bucks still have a 77% chance, even with the loss. The Vikings have a greater than 99% chance. Lions jump from 5 to 14%. So there's your there's your line there, Lions shareholder fans. Um, they get a bump to 14%, so in the right direction. Um, NFC East, uh, Eagles are clinched. Cowboys are all but clinched. Commanders um, neutral this week with a, um, a bye week. But they jumped to 72% and with the Giants loss. Uh, Giants fall to 60% chance. Um, other than that, the Chargers um, are on, on a 36% chance. They're playing right now versus the Dolphins. Dolphins at 80%. Bills all but locked in. Jets 49% and Patriots 31%. So uh, all teams in the AFC East still viable. Uh, Ravens, Bengals pretty much locked in on the other side. Titans still a 90% chance, even with the loss today. That's just insane. But that's just the, that's the way the division crumbles, baby. Um, update on the tankathon with the Lions, uh, or sorry, with the Rams loss. Um, the Detroit pick has fallen to four. Um, so uh, no longer a top three, but a still a nice spot in the fourth position, tied with the New Orleans pick. That goes to Philly, so four and five to Detroit and Philly, um, and so four more games, four more games, folks, four more weeks across the NFL. Um, that's all I have to say about the NFL. We'll update it more once we get the completion of the Dolphins Chargers game. Currently, Chargers up seventeen to seven, and then on Monday night we have uh, Patriots Cardinals with some implications for the Patriots, um, and then we'll have Lions Jets next week, and we'll do this fun all over again. What do you say? Can you guys think so, of uh, two two fan bases to be better a part of right now? Eagles and Lions. Excited for the future wise. Like, right. I think the Lions future is obviously we're more intimate with that. But the Eagles are, I would say, okay right now. And they still, like, they have, like, the draft power to just add to their team. It's pretty scary. It, the Jaguars the- are there, too. Jag, yeah, Jag, Jags are. I would say the Jags are a step behind the Lions, but rebuild wise, like they they skipped that they skipped the really bad year the Lions had last year. Took the words right out of my mouth by saying a step behind. That's exactly what I was going to say. And Doug Peterson acknowledged that, and he last week before the game he said like we're in a very similar spot that they are. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, again, we're we're excited for the Lions' future. But I just I forgot about that Eagles pick until you just said that, and it's like, mm-hmm. holy yeah. shit! Because I don't even what, know who you go, who do you go get? I guess I don't, I don't watch enough Eagles football to know what right. they're missing. But we touched on it earlier in the season when they made that trade for um, the the names escaping me now, but they got him from the Bears, the defensive end or linebacker. Um, I can see him right now, but I just can't think of his name. But when they did did that, we looked at what they had for picks and. They gave up a couple picks for him in the early season, um, but they still have a boatload of picks, and we were astonished to hear how many picks they have. And certainly an exciting future for Philly uh, as the Eagles have a good young quarterback and a, and a good young core um, all around, and they've picked up a couple guys like Sue and some veteran guys to try to win now. Um, Forgot about him. There's so many on that defense um, that just they've just uh, continue to build, and um, as they build for the future – um, we'll talk about the rest of the NFL picture and um, updated picture on Wednesday. Um, real quick before we end the show. Um, yes, Mitch. I've got a question for the tallest person on this podcast. What, like, realistically, because we kind of talked about it, but get 
Andrew, percentage of the Lions playoff chances? Not 14, but like, what do you think it is? Uh, probably have that. Give them about a 7% really? chance. I mean, wow. Give, yeah, give, Ben, what do you say? I was going to go near 50%. I was going to go probably 45. No, I, I mean, like, they have, I mean, do what you can do. Control the controllables, right? You got to win out, give yourself a chance. Just the fact that we need the right teams to lose. Uh, the fact that it's, like, kind of just out of our control at the end there doesn't really get inspire a ton of hope. So, really, I'm just hoping this team just pulls together a bunch of wins, put, makes a push for it, and, like, I guess – best case scenario is you get in but best case for not getting in um get in because a a loss didn't go your way and you got a chip on your shoulder right something to build on something for motivation for the next year um right there with you um and they could have if they did somehow slip into the playoffs they could play the vikings again which would be a great matchup i I think oh my god i think it would be in minnesota in the bird killing stadium u.s bank we gotta have a look at that thing yeah, investigation, open investigation anti starts bird, now. Anti field goal. Yeah. It, yes. Safer hashtag safer fields. Um, real quick before the end of the show, uh, got to give a shout out to Army versus Navy in the college football play. Uh, college football land. Uh, obviously, we got most of the the year is over for college football minus the bowls. Um, but of course, shout out to the troops. Um, thank you, big thank you for your service game. Army versus Navy. Shout out to the Sheesh Boys for hitting the over. We all hit the over this week. I mean, I didn't hit the over this week, but all my friends did. Um, and Mitch, you did as well. I did. I took that over. I uh, I waited for the game to start, and then I just wanted a reason to nice. care. Yeah, a little bit more, but I took it at twenty nine and a half, and we got to halftime, and I thought, holy shit, this under is going to hit for the seventeenth year in a row. Um, and it took overtime, but. It it was a beautiful thing. Game was fun. It turned it turned fun. First half was it did. The first half was tough. And all of a sudden overtime starts and then all the points, the floodgates just open. Back they to figured back. Out how to call play touchdowns. They yeah, did. They crazy. did. They, they saved all those plays for the for, for overtime. Yeah. So still yeah. fun though. That that's one yeah. I think every year because it's so like, oh, they just like it's a defensive game. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's well, like a tradition. So this is the first time in 16 years that the overhit, as you alluded to. But um, the last time this was played in Lincoln Financial Field um, in Philly, um, I think there was 40-ish points combined between the two teams. So the, the over must have been higher then. Um, but I looked back at that, and I thought that was favorable. And the weather was good. So yeah, I felt like it was favorable for this over to hit. But um, obviously it took another another quarter to get so. Um, yeah. Lions, 6-7. and seven. Hottest team in the NFL. The nation is taking note. You shareholders out there have to be excited. You got to love the three-man crew that we're brewing here. Um, as we approach the holiday season, tell someone you love them. Let's go, Lions. Pour some Kool-Aid. Drink it. Oh, you saved that last little bit just for this. Mm-hmm. You saved oh, that last oh. little. What is that? Can I ask? It's, it's a special, special it's, uh, uh, it's special, special sauce. sauce. It's, 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 I, I can't, can't give out the, the secrets. The secrets. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but let's just it, end it. I no, thought, you're I good thought Andrew was going to. I, I, I thought you were like starting to smile because you were going to say something about, I mean, I just called something. I don't know what I'm going to wait for. <laughs> 
One more at a time. One more at a time. Stick together. Family on three. One, two, three. Family. Family. 